0: Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods.
1: Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing this morning? Uh, life has been a little crazy, but it's all, mm-hmm. it's all good. And
0: mm-hmm. I'm excited about our conversation today for a couple of reasons. One, um, our small comforts episode from a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago. Wow, that like really hit a nerve with people and um in a good way. And it was really awesome to hear uh what people were kind of leaning into. And one of those things was books. We're talking about books today. And um also because, you know, we've done some media and entertainment um episodes in the past but never really focused exclusively on books I think other than cookbooks mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. will be fun
1: yeah no i i um i was so heartened by the response to our small comforts episode and i think just i mean not just as you know we do this podcast it's nice when something resonates but literally as a human being hearing other human beings talking about their small comforts it was comforting to me mm-hmm. and it really was. It really was wonderful, and I'm glad we're going to take a deeper dive into reading because I know, uh, for me, I, reading reading has taken on a really outsized significance when it mm. comes to what's actually making, me, you know, what's helping me feel better right now. So I feel like there's there's a lot to talk about that goes beyond just book recommendations.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Actually, one of the things I wanted to start off mentioning is that I've had a really interesting observation just this year about reading, um, which is that I've found that, um, you know, books and mood are like really important. So in January, when I was super stressed out sort of in advance of the inauguration, like, or up till January, you know, my go-to when I needed like to totally escape stress was contemporary romance. (laughs) Um, it was just, it was light, it was funny, you know, I enjoyed it. I mean, the writing was still actually really great for a lot of these books. Um, And then this month or this past month, February, I just, I could not get into those books. And I felt like I needed um, sort of deeper, kind of more serious literary fiction. I have no, I'm not really sure exactly why that was, but I just didn't quite have the patience for sort of light, light stories. And I discovered that the types of characters I have patients also really depends on my mood, so for example, you know, no knock on I mean a lot of people loved Emma Straub's All adults here, and I actually read it from start to finish because her writing is just beautiful um but I felt so frustrated with her characters because they were they kind of had like I hate to say it this way, but it was real like privileged people problems <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the, and I just found myself super frustrated with the book, but I kept reading it because her writing is just the way she strings together words is just beautiful. So it was just mm-hmm. really interesting to have those observations as a reader.
1: Well, it is interesting because, um, you know, it sort of goes to show that for so many of us, there's less, you know, input from the outside world and more going on in our internal world. And so we can notice these things more, mm-hmm. you know, this, this sort of like, you know, how uh, how a book can be a bit of a temperature gauge for us as individuals. It's so interesting. I've noticed the same thing. And, you know, it's sort of funny because I um, really started with my reading as a way to fuel my writing. So I, I, I started for one reason and I have found other things happening. So that's what I was just wanting to share a little bit because, you know, for me, I love reading, but I've actually had difficulty with reading fiction Honestly ever since my kids were born and it's sort of funny to say that because now my oldest is 21 years old it's been a long time i had concentration issues with fiction and uh, and i was a huge fiction reader before when my kids were you know before my kids were born so i really made this very conscious turn back toward books like okay you know this is this really is a new start for me as a writer and you know it's time for me to sort of refill the bucket with words and with voices uh. and with narrative and so, I was sort of thinking along those lines, but the reality is that you know because this this moment, and as you were saying, that connection between books and moods, this particular moment for me with the with the pandemic with the with the sort of rollout of the vaccines, I find that it's a real emotional roller coaster right now um it's it's a hard time that we you know we've been in this for you know almost a year or more than a year for many of us, and so I have also found that my books have been such a like the reading and the stories have been a salve for for loneliness and also my desire to travel. I mean, that's another funny thing. It's like that classic thing of being able to be placed in another country or another world or another time. That has been so healing for me. And just, you know, it's just sort of scratched the travel itch in some ways. Um, So. I don't know. I'm really surprised by, like, I started it because I thought, okay, like, you know, when you're a writer, you got to read, but there's just so much more going on for me. And I have found that um, books specifically have just been really grounding, Uh you know, just so grounding in a way that other things haven't been.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we're going to share very specific recommendations, so which is great. I hope people will check them out. And I thought it would be a great time to also just quickly share a few external points of inspiration because I, I don't know. I just know so many book people. It's kind of awesome. So I'll just quickly run through this list of uh, four people who are on my mind, all wonderful people. One is Amy of Mom Advice, friend to both of us. She is delightful. She does a regular book club. And so I will link it up um, and it's free, I believe. Um, and she, she's already rolled out her like 2021 book club picks. So I'll include that link in the show notes. She is a voracious reader, like such a voracious reader and has such a robust virtual book club that they have like shirts and stuff. So <laughs> they have merch. <laughs> um, anyway, she is just delightful. So I I was thinking like, I would just join the book club just to like, hang out online with Amy. I don't know if that's what happens. but Anyway, that's a good point of inspiration. Um, second is Laura Tremaine, who was a wonderful guest on our show um, talking about sharing and vulnerability. I'll link up that episode. But she's a podcaster at 10 Things to Tell You. She has a new book out now, but she regularly actually I guested it on her podcast and we talked specifically about books. So every now and then she'll have specific episodes all about book picks. And her our um collective, you know, book preferences were so all over the place that it was really, really fun um to talk. Um third, I wanted to recommend Lucretia Braxton, who also has been a guest on our podcast. And she sprang to mind actually because I know she actually I'm not sure exactly how frequently she um posts about books, but I know she is she does, and she is a voracious audiobook consumer. So that's just um, I actually have never listened to an audio book, but I know a lot of people love them. So um, she talks I about audio. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to recommend her. And then last is our dear friend, talented writer, Reese Witherspoon, book pick <laughs> writer, KJ Delantonia. Um, her book, The Chicken Sisters, was Reese's book, in, book pick in December 2020, which, OMG, that's crazy. But the thing I love that she does, and she is She reads just a ridiculous amount. I mean, that's the only way you could do what I'm going to tell you. But on Instagram, she'll do a like, if you liked this book, then you'll like this and this. So you just look for those tiles with like, you know, two or three book covers on them because um, it's kind of amazing the way she can. She has read that much that she can sort of make those kind of predictions. So I just Mm -hmm. I like the way all those different all those people kind of present things and have a different take on books.
1: And, you know, it's uh I love hearing how people hear their book inspiration. I think what's also really fun, honestly, about talking about books on social media and the internet is that, uh, you know, you can inadvertently find yourself in conversation with authors. It's just this really, it's, it's actually a very fun thing to do. So um, I will check that out. And I also have inspiration elsewhere. Um, Although (laughs) my first, my first inspiration really is my friends. So, you know, like my friends in person, I'm I'm really focusing on friend recommendation. The classic thing when someone says, have you read such and such? Mm-hmm. I now pull out my phone and I immediately look it up in my library and I put it on hold. And that has been really, really fun and such a great way to actually deepen my relationships with my friends Mm -hmm. um, because then later on I can say, hey, I got that book. Hey, I read that book. Hey, let's talk about that book. And that is something that translates really, really well to a Zoom conversation and, you know, talking on the phone and going for a walk and all that kind of stuff. So that's where that's really like the number one inspiration for me. But a couple other things have been happening for me. One is that I actually took a class about about books. So uh, here in Portland, there's a wonderful, wonderful organization called Literary Arts. They put on the Portland Book Awards, um, uh, the I'm sorry, the Oregon Book Awards, the Portland Book Festival, among other things. And one of the things that they do is they offer classes for writers, but they also have reader seminars. And so I took a, a reader seminar. I've actually been, you know, meeting in the evenings with a group of really smart folks and talking about some books, and I'll share which books later on. But that has been so much fun. And then a couple folks online I just want to you know, pass along. The first one is Austin Kleon. He is an author based in Texas. He has written some lovely books about creativity, about art, um, about all sorts of stuff. And he is a totally voracious reader. He He writes about his reading year all the time. And so he's constantly talking about books, making connections between lessons and observations that he makes in his reading. And so I will link up his bookshelf, which he, um, you know, he, I I think once a week, at least he writes about a book that he's reading. And then the other um, person who I find so many book recommendations from is Maria Popova of Brain Pickings. So Brain Pickings is just a like gorgeous blog that's been going on for years and years. And if you've never seen it, it is sort of of the level to me of Humans of New York. I mean, that's sort of, what a masterpiece it is and she uh reads books classics things that are modern makes connections and um just a wonderful blog so i always find good recommendations there
0: oh so our show notes are going to be very like full of awesome links that's very very cool Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
0: awesome all right well we have a ton more to talk about asha we're going to do that after a quick break That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Lynn,
2: this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. My mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.
0: Okay, friends, we are back and we are talking about Books and, you know, books that have moved us and, you know, been self care for us in in many different ways or many other things. I don't know. And I wanted to start with the first book that I read this year, which was Transcendent Kingdom by Yag Yasi. Wow. That was basically like the craziest way <laughs> to start the year. Um, she's so talented uh, for people who might not recall. She um homegoing, I believe, was her debut novel, I think 2016, which I consider essential reading. Um, incredible book. But um this book, Transcendent Kingdom, it just it it was incredible. It just wove together threads of like family loss and discourse, discourse discord rather, you know, faith, science. I mean, her writing is just beautiful, but I also um the central character Gifty is a science a scientist so given my like former life as a neuroscientist i like really appreciated the way you know the description of the lab and you know her work with mice and sort of um i don't know finding sometimes refuge and also hiding a little bit <laughs> when needed um in the lab uh, it just really rang true on a number of levels so i really um recommend both of those books, Transcendent Kingdom, and then her other title, Homegoing, because both of those books truly moved me to the core.
1: hmm hmm I've heard, I've, many friends I know have read her books and absolutely love them. hmm Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, it's uh, so interesting. I, in my reading, you're really kicked off with... <laughs> With a pile of books and I realize now that they just completely span genres and timeframes, you know, nonfiction fiction and all of that stuff. So um, I am going to kick off with a book that I actually heard about um, from the On Being podcast, and that is the book Wintering by Catherine May. Um, have I talked to you about wintering, Christine? I,
0: I have not read it, no.
1: Oh, okay. It it was such a, it was the, it was one of those, um, moments where somebody does a reading from the book. I think the author herself read, you know, a passage from the book and I was so totally like, it just seized me. And, um, it, it, it resonated in such a deep way that I was like, I have got to, I, I didn't even put it on hold. I just ordered it from my, I ordered it from Powell's, and, you know, said I'm going to read that immediately. Mm. So, wintering is all about the the on the surface it's a very simple idea that basically you know, in life we go through quiet down um times and um the author is really embracing us to uh, I mean, the author is really encouraging us to embrace those times as a natural part of the life cycle that those wintering times where things are low and maybe things are even sad are a time of regeneration. And, you know, that sounds like it could be sort of a basic, um, that's a pretty basic metaphor, but the way that she writes about it, I find, um, is so grounding and so appropriate for this moment in the pandemic. I just felt like it was an incredible book. It's humane, it's comforting, and it just, uh, I don't know, it it, it like opened me up to all my other reading this year. So Wintering by Catherine May, I absolutely love it.
0: And how cool that, you know, you or I don't know if it's meta or what it is, but that you discovered it on a podcast and you read it and we're, <laughs> we're talking about books on podcasts anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. It podcasts seems very are circular. Actually, yeah, podcasts are, are, are you know, the the connection between podcasts and books seems like a natural one.
0: Yeah, 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 Absolutely. All right. Well, my next recommendation is a book called Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keen, And I actually read this um, once I started reading this book. It was clear to me why I was sort of like bugged out when I was reading All Adults Here, which again, beautiful writing, but the the characters just like they were really bugging me. Um, Anyway, Mary Beth Keen and Emma Straub are actually very similar in just the the way they string the words together, it's very lyrical. It's very beautiful. So that those two were similar. But in Ask Again, yes, there is an enormously painful struggle to be wrestled with, with two next-door neighbor families whose lives become very entwined on several levels, including, like, an act of violence. So, um, and it carries through, like, the impact of that event just carries through for many years. So I was just captivated by these characters, um, and really rooting for them, despite knowing that obviously life does not tie off and everything is not perfect. Uh, but it, it, that book just took my breath away. It was, and I was, Mm -hmm. I did the thing where when I really get into a book, I actually kind of imagine different people playing the characters. And so that was kind of happening in my head and, um, like Mm -hmm. playing them as in a movie. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was, it was just beautiful, Mm -hmm. kind of harrowing, but beautiful.
1: You know, and that just, you know, that sort of speaks a little bit to something that I was trying to get at earlier, which is that reading really can be this, um, the cell for loneliness. You know, it's like, it's like you invite these other people into your life for a while. And, you know, again, like all of these things seem like such basic things about reading, but right now, I don't know, it just jumps out at me maybe because we're just living these, this strange pandemic life where all the balances are off. So Uh interesting. Uh All right. Well, I want to share. So earlier, I mentioned that I was part of a of a reader seminar through Literary Arts here in Portland, and the books that we read for this reader seminar, the two of them, we basically compared and contrasted them. The first one, uh, two science fiction books. The first one called Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. The second one, The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin. Now. Like science fiction, I mean, I'm a science fiction lover, but I haven't read science fiction in years. And I signed up for this course because in some ways it's about, um, you know, it's about social commentary. It's connected to our political, you know, present, you know, it, it was basically using these imagined worlds to um, talk about what's happening currently in our lives. And so that was like, you know, on the surface of it, the the focus of this seminar but I got to say, it was such an amazing experience to be immersed in different worlds again. And these uh, are two uh-huh. really incredible, well-respected writers. I mean, like giants in their fields. And so, you know, they created worlds in turmoil. One is actually Earth, but in, you know, at a later stage of of the climate crisis that we're experiencing. And the other one these are fictional planets, but one had an anarchist society and one had sort of an exaggerated capitalist state. Now, this sounds like a major downer, and it kind of was a major downer in some ways. But it also, um, I mean, in the way that stories can be, it was also unbelievably entertaining and and helps you understand what's going on in your own world because of your imagination as opposed to just reading the news. And so it was the reason I'm bringing up these two books is first of all, they're amazing books, but second of all, I got to discuss them with a group of people and that experience was so much fun. And so, I mean, I sort of feel like, you know, unlike a usual class where I would probably like be asking some folks for coffee, um, you know, that's not necessarily going to happen, but it, um, it was, it, it was just really part of my, reading experience that I haven't experienced in a long time. So it was sort of like English 101 light. And uh-huh. it was really fun to stretch my literary muscles and um, you know, just sort of be in proximity to other smart people. So two unbelievable books. Um I would, especially The Dispossessed is just completely captivating me right now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And we're gonna link all of these books up in our show notes for easy access, y'all. Okay. Well, the name of the author of my next book is a good one. Um <laughs> I I said that I've been reading like really heavy literary fiction um, this month or, you know, this year. And my next recommendation is called 50 Words for Rain by Asha Lemmy.
1: (laughs) Um, I get very excited when anyone else is named Asha. Oh, is it not a common name? I feel like It is a common name. This oh, is the okay. thing. It is a totally common name in not just, uh, you know, in multiple languages by the way. Okay. But anyway, I just continue. I will stop interrupting you.
0: Anyway, oh wow. I think actually this book was recommended to me by somebody via Instagram when I was cuz I post about books there and somebody recommended it. Um, it's a doozy. <laughs> um, and it is set in Japan mostly and was just a or is rather, a beautifully written, very painful story um, of family duty. Like this certainly resonated with me, especially as an Asian person (laughs) Um, of belonging, you know, strength, impossible choices, like really just truly impossible choices. And there were also definitely a couple of plot elements that came along where I was like, you know, when you're reading and you're like, whoa, that just happened. Um, So that's kind of always fun when, you know, the author basically tricks me, and I I don't see something coming. So you know, again, this is it's heavy, but wow, it was really really good. And I also just always, you know, I mentioned obviously I'm Asian, but this is set in Japan, and I'm always interested in stories from other cultures. Um, so yeah, this it was great.
1: Sounds good. Yes. Now I I mean already my my whole my whole list at the library is extending.
0: Oh, I put like 20 books on hold the other day. It was just really bad. (laughs) I mean, good, Uh but bad. Okay, well, we have a couple more recommendations to make and we will do that after a quick
3: break.
1: All right, friends, we are back with some more book recommendations. And, you know, we just shared a couple of books that were maybe on the heavy side. And I've got one that is really light and wonderful. Reading for fun. What a concept. And that is the book that I'm actually reading right now called The Widows of Malabar Hill by Sujata Massey. This is one of those friend recommendations. Uh, This is actually a light mystery. It is it takes place in 1920s Bombay. Um, Mumbai was called Bombay way way back when, and so this is the kind of book that I wouldn't usually pick up just because I don't usually read mysteries. Not for any other reason than I just don't usually read mysteries. And one thing that I'm really trying to do is just, you know, like I said, I just want to sort of say yes to my friends' recommendations and dive in whatever the category is. And this book is so much fun. Uh, I think especially for me because it takes place in India and I am very much missing India and very much wishing Mm -hmm. I can go and feeling separated from India. And, you know, it's inaccessible to me right now, half of my family's there. Um, And so, you know, that obviously is there for me, but there is something more, which is really interesting, which is that this is at a different time. You know, this takes place in 1920s India when it was still under British colonial rule and so the landscape is a completely different landscape than I've experienced when I've gone there. And so that is really fun and and just eye opening in a way that um, you know a contemporary book wouldn't be. Um, I think something else that's really fun and personal is that I mean I actually know somebody who lives on Malabar Hill in Mumbai. Oh, crazy! And yeah. so it's so I'm familiar. I'm not super familiar with the with the location, but I am somewhat familiar. I have been there. And so that's also really fun to think about, uh, you know, 1920s. I mean, my dad was born in 1933, so this is before my dad was born. So this is, you know, it's fun for me to actually think in those those personal terms. So I, you know, just want to remind you that um, sometimes like straying outside your usual, <clears throat> excuse me, usual genres is a really fun, it just feels like an adventure. And it's a fun way to re-spark your you know, just your connection to reading and, and, and like widen your list of things that you can possibly enjoy.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm a big fan of experimenting with genre. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my last recommendation in the episode continues on the heavy train. <laughs> that was just this month for me, I guess. So it is American Dirt by Janine Cummins. And I had heard, I had just seen the cover, uh, which has like very pretty blue kind of artwork, like Mexican tile artwork on the front. I had just seen this book circulating quite a bit. I think actually a friend recommended it in this book roundup I did last year called like books worth reading during a pandemic, like books that were cutting through the noise and fog and fatigue. Um, And when it became available on library holds, I immediately snapped it up because I didn't have any paper books at my disposal. And about halfway through, I was like, Huh. Cause I, it, you know, the author's name is Janine Cummins. It's a story about centered on the Mexican immigrant experience. And so I was like, I just was kind of like, is this author, you know, of, of, from Mexico? And so it was really interesting. Uh, well, first, this is a wonderfully written gut-wrenching story um, that is basically starts with like a family massive tragedy that forces um, a mom and son to, you know, leave their life and, um, try to migrate to America. Um, but anyway, so I sort of Googled Janine Cummins and wow, like can of controversial worms opened, I guess, like apparently, um, the book was lauded by tons of people, but also, um, there was a lot of pushback, um, from people about the portrayal of the experience and saying that it was kind of fear mongering. So it was very, it was just very interesting, But I will say, you know, I can't, I obviously do not have personal experience to say how on or off track Cummins' portrayal is, but I will say that the story was just gripping from start to finish. And I was, you know, just rooting for Lydia and Luca, the main characters, to make it to the other side. It was, I finished it in like two days. It was one of those kinds of books.
1: Well, it's so, um, you know, you remind me that my favorite thing to do after I watch a movie and after I read a book is to, you know, do some Googling because I love reading reviews and I love just I love hearing what other people have to say about it. And um, I that uh, that's just really interesting that, you know, you sort of, you know, you immerse yourself in a story and then you find there's obviously, a, you know, the story behind the story. And I feel like that's part of what I. Um, is so wonderful about books is that it doesn't just lead us to, you know, the next book. It leads us to the author. It leads us to the issues. And um, I'm, I'm really interested to learn more about that.
0: Yeah. Really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Asha, this is, this has been really fun. And what I love is that I've not read any of your book recommendations. So now I can Mm -hmm. add some more fodder to my list. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love to hear what your next edit is for this episode.
1: All right. My next edit. My next edit is to read the next book someone recommends to you. It could be us or it could be a friend of yours, uh, you know, in the neighborhood. But my recommendation is to just do it. Someone says, oh, my gosh, have you read a book? Just read it. Even if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm not usually a reader of, say, mystery or science fiction or whatever. Introduce a little chance into your into your reading life, because, I don't know. This is a moment to do it. You can always quit reading if you don't like the but, but if you don't like the book, but the upside is that you may discover a whole new you know world of reading that you just never would have strayed into otherwise. I am having a blast doing that.
0: That's awesome. And I will say, um, you know, for the experimentation side, that just in the last like six months, um, I decided to give myself the space that if I was really struggling and not feeling it with a book. If I made it to like page 50 and was not feeling, I gave myself the permission to to abort the mission and, mm. <laughs> and start a different <laughs> book because mm. I didn't want to like drag myself through something I wasn't enjoying. And so that, mm. that has really helped. And that's why especially library holds have been amazing um, because you can experiment and it's really, really wonderful. Okay, my Your Next Edit is real simple and it is to share about a great book you've read on social media or word of mouth in any way you can. I just, I feel so incredibly grateful for authors and they need our support right now. Um, you know, obviously everything has been so topsy-turvy with the publishing industry, um, given the pandemic. And so I just feel so strongly about supporting the work of writers. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. That's really simple.
1: Here here. Plus it's so fun to read about people's book recommendations. So definitely this is a great this is a great recommendation. Like chat up your, you know, chat up your authors and, you know, cheer about them. You'll make their day. Speaking as an author, I can tell you, uh-huh. you will make their day. Uh-huh. So, all right, friends. Um okay, the show notes are just going to be golden this week. So I think you should definitely check out the show notes. Um, As always, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to all the books we've mentioned and the various recommendation inspirations that we go to, you'll find them at edityourlifeshow.com. We'll also link up great related episodes because we've talked about a lot of books on this podcast.
0: Yeah, we sure have. And this week, we'd like to know, we're gonna make my Your Next Edit way easy for you. We wanna crowdsource a list. What's a great book you have read lately? Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page. Or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. We'd also be so grateful. If you're enjoying our show, please drop us a review on Apple Podcasts.